Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Now buckle up, you fine scale freaks. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 37 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. That is a mouthful, and we've said it 37 times now. So, uh, <laughs> it's just us two this week. Um, I know we've been doing a bunch of interviews again. We got on the interview streak. We're going to have a break. This week, and then next week, we're going to get into a really cool interview. Uh, it's going to be kind of roundtable, but we're, we'll get into that later. We'll have four awesome guests on. Uh, we're pumped. We can't wait. So before we get started this week, we're going to start with a new segment that uh, is exclusive to our patrons. If you want to become a part of the show, you can head on over to patreon.com patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs and submit questions just like our patrons did for this week's episode. So we're just going to, we're just going to call, I don't know. We, I, we were going to come up with a name for this segment. We're just going to call it, uh, bring it on our patron overtime questions. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the patron questions of the week. How about that? <laughs> so, Duh. right. Uh, so we got a question from Ron Clace. Uh, he said, as far as detail parts are concerned, do you pref- do you prefer pewter or resin detail parts? Uh, he said he likes the resin ones better. He thinks they paint up a little better. Um, so what do you uh, think? I I I like pewter. I like the pewter ones. I, I like the I like the pewter ones. Um, either one of them to me till I prime them with some kind of some kind of flat printing I always prime them up yeah. lately it's been like black and if it's a if it's a wooden if it's an object that's supposed to be wooden I usually use the uh, Rust-Oleum camouflage um, in the khaki color that's what I I use a brown like a tan, yeah. I found a tan spray paint at, Wal- at uh, Walmart that yeah. uh, I do the same thing yeah that's where I got the camouflage it's like 297 a can and yeah you can and, paint. Uh, your, you can either paint your John boat with it camouflaged, or you can. Uh, uh, <laughs> or you can paint your monorail off with camouflage. <laughs> so there's only there's only two uses for it, but it'll float that way. But I think so, once my stuff is primed, like you were saying, I, I just it's easy then. Yeah, and I don't even use a lot of paint uh, when I dry when I paint. I think that was a tip from Jason, maybe. Yeah, uh, I dry brush all my detail parts now. Right. Right, and and uh, I've been trying to do that a little bit. Some things I can't, depending on the type of detail that you want to put on it. If it's something that needs a lot of detail to it, or real tiny well, objects, uh, then I'll, I'll apply a normal amount because you right. have to be a little more precise with it. But sure, yeah. But I mean, like, if it's just like, a, so I was working on the detail parts for Faircloth Oysters, Yeah. and uh, there's like a rack of barrels we're going to put on it. Right. It's just barrels. They don't have to be real precise. No. Uh, and they're all rusted looking anyway. So I just used, I just dry brush them. Right. And, um, and, and yeah, that's, so that's, so, so that's yeah. one. But I do think the pewter, I think the pewter ones are easier in the beginning. I don't think there's much prep work with them. Yeah. Sometimes the plas- uh the resin ones, you got to wash them and get that. Yeah. You, you do have to wash them. them. There's like a weird film on them. Right, and I've had good luck with the you know the the those ones from um, shoot, um, there's uh, I don't have them in front of me right now. Um, Is it the same place that I got that Indian? No, no, but that's another good place that makes them because that uh, that we're might talking have about been... rusty rails. Oh yeah, yeah, 
Well, Fussy real stuff is nice. You do have to wash it. Just some soapy water. Soapy, don't make it too warm. Okay, just uh, I use a cold soapy water. Um, and I'll tell you why you don't want to use a warm soapy Because the warm water, if you have like a, let's say you have one of the resin wall section. And it has a lot of detail built into the resin wall, like shelves and paint jars, or paint cans and things like that, you know, buckets. And they're all built into that wall. And, if you soak it in warm water, what happens is that warm water tends to soften and reshape that that larger piece. So if it's too large a piece and you use warm water, warm soapy water, you could end up reshaping it. Then you're going to have to huh. soak it in hot water and bend it back into shape. So I use a cold water yeah. rinse with, with soapy water. Mine, I was going to say, the I got that Indian from Rusty Stumps. Hmm? Rusty Stumps was where I got now, that Indian from. Rusty Stumps has the same kind. I mean, the same quality. Yeah. I mean, right. And that's the other thing about resin. I will, I personally feel that the resin has more detail to it. than. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And sometimes the metal parts get, like, funky. They don't cast right. And they get those little goofy lines on them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you try – And I, there's times I've tried to – I've even gotten a Dremel out to dry, try and buff the lines out or, oh, yeah. or to – you know, to get the lines off, and um, you know, it, it, it does come off, but it takes forever. And uh, sometimes you have to take some in the process of removing those lines, you can remove some of your own detail uh, or the detail right. off of it as right. well. So I don't, want, I don't like to do that too much. But there's some awesome resin casted stuff out there. There's some often awesome resin stuff coming out soon. Um, and you'll hear about it in the next month or two from a couple yep. different manufacturers. Yep. So, um, you know, to keep your ears peeled, there'll be some, I think you're going to see a surge in, re- not resin, I'm sorry, in the pewter castings. The pewter? The- you just said pewter castings. <laughs> pewter. Pewter. In them pewter castings. I was, I was sipping some water, man. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Next. <laughs> On that note, next question. Uh, uh, Ron Perry asked. He was asking for different ways to apply acetate windows. Um, so how do you do it? And I'll go into how I do it. Well, I'll tell you what, I've had some bad luck and good luck with that. Um, it depends on the type of glue that I'm using. Yeah. He's it with, uh, use adhesive with, um, wow. Um, and I've had the best luck and I hate saying it because I don't like to use it for anything else. It's testers glue. I in like the, the red uh, tube. In the red tube, the old fashioned model glue, and I take just small droplets of it and I put it in. Get a new tube and I will not have it. It will not come off on me. But if I use some of the other types of glues out there, um, tacky glue or um, you know just any other type of cement, um, what happens is once it dries and sets, um, if you touch it just a little bit, you bump that window, it slides right off. I've had the best luck with testers. Now, here's what I think happens with the testers. I think the testers melt, whatever the hell is in there, melts a little bit of that plastic where it touches. And as a result, it makes it, it's like, it. I don't know, it makes it, makes it bond by, by chemical melting. I don't know what the hell it is exactly. I mean, maybe that's why you shouldn't be sniffing it, you know? Oh, you're not? <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I don't Shit. want people out there sniffing it. But um, definitely, I, I that's the only thing at all that I use testers glue for. Yeah. Yep. 
is for acetate windows. What do you use? Well, I use, uh, well, you kind of just bash the hell out of what I use, but I use, uh, where is it? Let me find it. Tight Bond Original Wood Glue. Industry Standard Professional Strength. I just use regular ass wood glue. Uh, and it works. I've never had a window uh, piece of acetate, you know, blow off when I, when I bump it or, uh, I've never, oh. I've never lost a window ever on any of my buildings, uh, and I always I, just use wood, I just use wood glue. Um, I never tried to wood glue. I just and what I do is I take one of my little makeup applicators, the little makeup applicators. Yeah. And I I run a like a very like a one sixteenth inch line of glue around all four corners. About I I usually cut my window the acetate about an eighth of an inch bigger on all four sides. Right. If I can fit it. Sometimes you can't fit that big of a piece in. Right. Or sometimes I'll just cheat and I'll just cut a giant section to get all as many windows in as I can. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I run a line of wood glue down about a 16th of an inch on all four corners of a of window opening and right. put it down in. And like I said, if you keep the wood glue about an eighth of an inch away from the opening, when you press it down, um, it just it doesn't leak over the edge. You don't get that white dot or that white smear. I wonder. Um, if, I guess I, I have Gorilla wood glue. I wonder if that would work the same. I'll shot. It's wood. I mean, I've it's, never tried wood glue on. Wood, wood glue. Uh, and by the way, I got to get a new bottle. I've had that. I bought that giant like half gallon bottle of wood glue at Lowe's. It's the Type Bond, like the the cheap brand. I've had that right. for like a year and a half now. I got to get a new bottle. But uh, yeah, wood glue is. What that's I, how I buy. That's how I buy the grill glue in eighteen ounce big containers. Yeah, but this yeah. is like this is probably like six bucks. Oh yeah! Wow, that's different. It's the yeah. cheap. It's the El Cheapo wood glue, but it works fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I put mine on with wood glue, and I don't press it down very hard. I just, I just like drop it onto the wood glue, and it's it sticks forever. So. Oh. I never had an issue. Someone out there has probably used wood glue, and they're going to say it pops off as soon as they touch it. Uh, don't touch well, it. I tried. I tried every glue, but I, even the Walder's goo. Yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, you know, and I've now, had okay luck with that, but I hate that stuff. It's it, it gets all stringy and goopy. I use, and I use the wood glue for um, the acetate, and then I use the wood glue on the back of the acetate to apply black construction paper to black out my windows when I have to. Oh, that's a good and idea. And it never fall. I've have one fall off. So, prove now, me, prove me wrong if if you've done it and it has popped off. On that note, I'm going to suggest one glue not to use for anything on the planet. What's that? It is all. It is also made by testers. It is the testers liquid cement for plastic. <laughs> oh, is okay? it the red one? You might as well pour water from a. a, a uh, oh, water oh. bottle onto it. It looks like the it looks like the same thing you clean your paintbrush in. Yeah, it's got a little brush in it, <laughs> and uh, it's, you tough. can leave that jar open for it, a month and it, it wouldn't. It won't nothing. dry. It, nope. it, I think they made one batch of that in like 1950, and it it just never evaporated. It just keeps reappearing. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. It's 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 horrible to work with. Nothing it sticks never, to it. It, it. it it adheres nothing in modeling. <laughs> it just makes it worse. It's, it's, it just pisses you off. I want to throw the jar across the room. I don't even know why I'm saving it. In fact, it's in the garbage can right now. <laughs> there we go. It's done. Yeah, it's done. I just threw it the hell away. I can't do it. I, oh, no. Has it ever so, held anything together? That's the No, question. man. It's awful. 
if if anyone out there listening has used that glue and it's worked, let us See, know. I'm not kidding you. I tried paper on it. <laughs> I tried I tried paper to do uh, to put because I had it out. Yeah, and right. I, and I used paper to put it over the windows for for blinds and whatnot, whatnot, and it didn't even hold that on there. And I thought, oh, you know what? It's made for plastics, so it should hold the paper to the plastic. Nope. Very, very strange stuff. I think it's just made out of um, paint thinner. I could spit on that paper and <laughs> stick it to the plastic, and it would work better. Oh my god. Ah, uh, well, that was uh, how we apply eight windows, Ron. So if anyone else out there has some cool ideas on that, uh, you can share them on our Facebook page or tweet them at us or you name it. We'll get we'll yeah. share it out there. All right. Third and last question of this segment of the week. It is from Lynn McCurdy. For someone that can't draw a straight line, he's just he's just pulling a joke on himself. He likes to – Lynn's a good guy. He jokes around a lot. Um, he's asking he- how about tips on making a square corner. So – I'm guessing, Lynn, that you mean uh, for your for your walls, squaring up your walls. Uh, so my way is pretty. Again, I'm very I'm very like unorthodox with all my stuff, but um, I I use one of those cutting mats and I line up my walls with the square edges on the lines on the cutting mat. Yeah, because there's a little box off yeah. one inch spots. I just match it up as close as I can to the two lines. Um, and I just each corner that I do, I just match them up to a square set of lines, and I hold them there till they're dry. That's how I do it. I don't put a block. I know some. We had a couple people. Um, Chris Hoffman, he's another patron. He answered Lynn's question about um, some tools you can use and some blocks. I know a lot of people use blocks and, and I don't have any of that. I just I just do it the old fashioned way and hold it together using some square lines. Um, what about you? I- I have I, I do I do often um, if it's a smaller structure I can usually do um, it on the cut out with the lines like we were saying um, if I'm having trouble getting my walls because some of the walls not necessarily there's you want to get them on a square edge or a square yeah a square edge but they may have some obtuse lines to them like an indent here and there and it doesn't want to yeah you want to match them up so i'll use the clamps for that and i'll use those big blue can't clamps um i'll pull one down now they're made by excel um they make modeling tools and such um excel they're blue and they're about seven or eight inches long i talked about them on the show before they have a little they're they, they they have perfect squares on them with a ruler. They're only a couple dollars for a set of three or four of them, and uh, I use them. Or I also have I got from Micromark. It's a magnetic um, glue jig, and it had a metal pan with perfect edges, <laughs> and it has these mag- magnets that are weighted. And they have metal bars and such on them, and you can push them up against. You, you set the model in the corner, in one of the four corners, and um, you can put the magnets right up against it to hold them straight, and you'll get a perfectly squared edge that way. Uh, look into MicroMark on the. Uh, uh, it's a magnetic glue jig, is what it's called. Every time I, I'll get into this later, but the every time I hear the word jig, you said it like three times. I, I think of. So I think of a dance now because of the music I was listening to <laughs> this past week. Oh no! Oh yeah! 
Oh, that's interesting. We'll get to that later. Anyways, that it might be the same as you guys listen to. That, so go ahead. That is. Well, we'll talk about that later in a different segment. But okay, uh, that is our patron questions of the week. If you want to contribute <clears throat> to the show and kind of get your name out there with a question, uh, you can head on over to our Patreon page. Um, a dollar a month, all the way to, we have a couple of different levels, um, but you can become part of our show, get some questions in, get some feedback on the other side with a little uh, special members-only Facebook group that we have uh, called Overtime at the Bench, as well as some exclusive content that we pump out, um, like an overtime episode each week, uh, or we get we're, we try to get them out each week if we can, um, but we're getting better with that. So again, patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs become part of the show like Ron, Lynn, and Ron did. Two runs of Lynn. So, <laughs> all right, moving on. What do we got going all on? Right. What, what's going on next? What's going on next uh, is my contest. All right, on Facebook and Instagram, I put out a basically a online flyer or you know a media flyer on a contest. Um, is uh, it's called the scrap box contest uh-huh. so everything if you have a box that you put all and we all do we put all our scraps in leftover parts leftover walls pieces of extra um strip wood that type of thing and, and we, we chuck it all into the boxes there's, there's been uh, laser cut parts that I've cut out of uh sections and after you're done cutting the sections out of them you have the 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 piece that it was in, sometimes they have extra giant pieces of wood on them, and or they have something really cool on cool them. Cool corners or, out, or cool love- corners and things like that. Yeah, and I and I chuck them in one big giant box with all these other parts, um, and if they're left over from a kit, they all they all get dumped in there. If they're left over from a scratch build, they all get dumped in there. Right. Um, Because they never know when you're going to need that one little piece or you're going to have to recreate that one little piece. Take your box. Some of you, uh, one of the patrons that just asked a question uh, with Brett was um, Lynn McCurdy. And Lynn uh, has showed me a picture online of six or seven or more box full of junk that he's had. He's been doing this for years. So I have a a large collection of this stuff. So I've often wanted to do it myself. I haven't even yet done it, but I'm offering it up to you guys. We're going to have a contest for it with a prize. I believe it was a a T-shirt. Is that what we had up there? Yeah, a T-shirt or I forget what it was. Well, yeah, we'll make up a cool prize. Yeah, we're gonna have some cool prizes. <laughs> I have it listed up there, and um, it's we're gonna have we'll a make contest. A little, we'll make a little package prize. It's got to be something that's been built between now and the end of September, which is the deadline. The last day of September at midnight will be the deadline for entries. Put your pictures up of it. I don't. If you put ten pictures up, that's fine. Make make one post. Put ten pictures. It'll be or one picture in and show us what you created during this time with it'll your be scrap box. At, it'll be at midnight on uh, Pacific time. Right. It could be as small as two by two. It can be as big as whatever 24 by 24 i don't care just make it something big and then make it something small whatever we're going to make a judgment on it uh brett and i'll be the judges we'll pick out our favorite one and we are a winner and any and if you don't win so what you had fun you got here we're gonna love it hey, and you, scratch, uh, you got a scratch built uh you got a piece for your layout, and you made it out of the scratch box that you were doing nothing with, and that shit was just in a box for, you know, months and years. Who knows? Right. Years, probably. I will say, um, 
detail parts do count in the structure. Uh, yes. So it, it can be now <clears throat> you can't have like a whole city block unless you scratch yep. build unless you scratch build a whole city block deep out of scrap parts. But um, we can't be like a whole lumber. No. It can't be like a whole junkyard full of detail parts. No. But if you have detail parts that run around the side of the building or, or part of the building, okay that. that's fine. Um, but we will right. be judging. But I don't want any new parts. Like, I don't no. want to go out and buy something. I mean, we'll never, just so you can we'll stuff never, it on there. we'll never know the difference. Exactly. So, it's an honesty thing. But, but, it, but if you, if you add some barrels or whatever, we will be judging small detail parts that get added to it. Right. If you make something fantastic and you want to blow something, stop it on, I'm not going to know, but are you going to feel good about it at the end? Is that something you're going to feel proud of that you won by, by the rules? Can you okay. Move, so can it's you up to you. That, can you move on with that, with that on your conscience for the rest of your life? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no kidding you. Anyways, oh, lost that program for that. Okay, so um, <laughs> it's uh, so that's what I got on the contest, and then we have. I wanted to talk real quick about um, some upcoming goals. Will be we want to hear about your shows. Okay? We want we want you to use our format, um, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, about upcoming shows, mainly Facebook. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Lynn did that. Um, yeah, tell us about your show. Send us a picture. Send us an online flyer. We'll pump it up there. We may even make a list or some at some point once we get enough of them, and we'll run a, a show calendar. I don't care where it's at. It can be in Little uh, uh, Timbuktu, Idaho, or or right. Or, and, and so so what wherever. What we've had happen already is someone you got anyone can post a show. All the details, you can put the flyer up. Uh, I know you can post an image of like a flyer or whatever with the details on our, and not everyone will see that publicly on our page, but what we'll do is if you post something with a local show in your on our Facebook page, we'll share that to all of other audience. Yes. So, um, yes. You'll get it to us and we'll get it out to our audience as well. Plus, we'll talk about it on our podcast the next week. Yep. And we're also going to create a page on the website that we'll constantly try to keep updated with uh, new shows. new shows that are coming up. So even if it's Rinky Dink Little Show somewhere in the in the backwoods, wherever uh, you may never be able to. Uh, this happened to me. I mean, in our area, there's been little shows that popped up. I had no clue it even existed. Okay, if, even if it's like an open house, it doesn't have to just be a show. It can be an open house club, whatever. As long as it's open to the public and they can come to it. Okay, nothing, nothing private. And then, no, we just want to start sharing um, some, right. some, sh- some shows that are... It can here. be a big show. It can be a national. I don't care what you got. Throw it at us. We want to become so central on HSKILPS. Right. So, okay. Um, I have that, and, and I want to talk real quick. We had the live feed last night. We did it out of the blue just for fun. We just put our cameras up when we were working on our workbenches, and we had a little fun. That got I got a lot of views. Some pain. We had a lot of views. We had a lot of people talking in there. I love that. People, when we are on live, it is boring. I had no music in the background. I'm wound up, man. You're pumped up tonight. Pumped up tonight. You drank a Red Bull or something. Holy Christ. I drank nothing. I have a bottle of water here tonight. So it's, um, you know, it's just, if we're on there, we don't have any music playing in the background. I can't. I can't play music. No, you got in trouble last time. Facebook yeah, you do you. the music on there and you put it on Facebook. Facebook shuts you down because they recognize a song in the back. 
Okay, so they so they shut down they shut it down. You get what, what slapped I, on the wrists. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. So and uh, so we don't have anything ourselves, and Brett and I are talking, but we love fielding the questions when I mean, we do it. If you guys really like the music, I mean, I can I can sing in the background. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. No, we don't want that. Talk to me, people. All right, all right. So uh, you know, it's but definitely. Um, uh, participate. We had a lot of participation last night. A lot of people yeah, asking questions, 93, talking about it. Ninety-three comments. Um, yeah, and two point nine thousand views. Uh, we did pretty yeah, good. And that's that's fantastic. That's our best one yet. Right. That's our best one yet. And and, and I and I had a, not only the the comments on the questions that we're doing. Um, chime in. Tell us what you do with it. Or uh, and people did that last night. Or joke with us. You know, clown with us, make fun of us. If it's something that looks funny on there, tell us about it. We love that. We have thick skin, man. If you get on there and you tell us we suck, we're gonna laugh. I'll we're gonna have fun with that. I tell myself, I tell myself, I suck on the on the live. Yeah. I don't care. I, so last night, I think I dropped more stuff on the floor than I have on my bench, <laughs> and I was la- I was crawling around on the floor in the middle of the live show, yelling and screaming on the floor because I couldn't find stuff. I'm a, yeah. It, I mean, we. It's, it's truly how I think any of us model where we don't. It's a little less polished. Not not that we're polished on the show, but we're yeah. a little less polished on the live. We just build stuff, and if one of us messes up, you might hear us, you know, slip a little swear in there. Yeah, and, I apologize uh, for that. Uh, you know, I got a little vulgar last night, but you know, <laughs> it happens. So, uh, and, and we have a good time. And, and and if you're there, have a good time with us. You know, and um, yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's just for don't fun. be afraid that they're gonna. It's not. We are off the cuff. There's nothing. There's nothing uh, serious. That we're. It's not. It's not a serious show, man. It's us having a good time. In fact, we have no plan when we do that. We just get on. We start working, and we just do it. And uh, that's it. I mean, we'll explain what we're doing as we go. Right. That's enough on that. Let's drop that. Move on. Look for it. We're gonna try and do it live on Friday. We're gonna. We're gonna be working on the layout on Friday. And um, I think maybe we're going to do a little live thing somewhere nine nine thirty somewhere in there, and uh, you know we haven't done that yet, so that'll be that should be a good time, right? Okay, so tell us what's on your bench, Brett. All right, so I have the that signal tower. I have that pretty much painted up. The plastic fill tower. I got it for down and down on eBay. I'm I'm. I got to paint the windows on it and slap her back together and then weather it. So basically, I took. Can't even tell it's plastic. Well, now you can't. You could. No. It looked like no. it, it looked horrendous. It was plastic. I mean, it was, it was plastic fill. So I painted it. What the hell was the name yeah. of that color? I painted it um, by Americana. Uh, it's called Banana Cream. It's a it's a yellow. Um, doesn't taste like bananas though. I promise you. And uh, <laughs> I painted you it. That- it? I, I dipped my finger in. I taste. I didn't oh, even know man. if it tasted like banana cream it's or not. Toxic. Well, why would they name it banana cream? I don't know. It's not toxic. Well, there is one paint. I don't know which one it is. One of those companies makes one, and you open it up, and it smells. Well, like I'll tell you right now, banana cream doesn't taste like banana cream, and the Craft Smart <laughs> orange spice. The orange spice doesn't taste like at all either. So <laughs> it's awful. Uh-huh. But anyways, and the espresso paint doesn't taste like espresso either. But I'll, I'm going to file my written complaints later after the show. Um, so, but anyways, that's looking pretty good. I painted it with uh, banana cream and the burnt umber from Apple Barrel. Right. 
Um, and, and tell them why you're doing a bill. So I bought yeah. I my whole goal was and I talked about it on the overtime at the bench show, our patron only show a couple a week or two ago. But the whole goal is I wanna start to buy um I wanna start to buy cheapo El Cheapo plastic kits on eBay for like a dollar ninety nine or whatever and tear them apart without breaking them too much. I, I did break this one a little bit, but the goal is to tear them apart, paint them, rebuild, add some detail to them, and weather them, but nothing crazy. I don't want to, I'm not going to add any uh, expensive things to this. I'm just going to tear them down, rebuild them, repaint them, and weather them with the goal of making them look like craftsman kits. And I might have talked about this on the show. So I don't think I talked about it on the, um, the on you this. No, I think it was only the Patreon show. But right. as I'm doing it, I'm doing a little write of how I'm turning these uh, these cheapo plastic plasticville kits into you know something that looks good and respectable in your layout mm-hmm. uh, for a craftsman modeler. But it's only going to cost me probably with paint and with paint and total everything into it. It's probably five bucks. <laughs> so. Uh, and that's cool. I'll po- I'll post some pictures of it later. I'm going to do a little write up. Most of you will probably see how I did it when I post the pictures. It's just it's primer, it's acrylic, paint, it's some uh, patience and a little bit of chalk and, and India ink wash, and it looks like a completely different building. So uh, yeah. we'll have that finished up soon, and um, and we'll have a little write up about it then. Cool. But the goal is to make a craftsman looking kit without spending. Anything more than ten dollars? That's right. that's my goal doing this on all these ones I'm going to do. Oh, okay. That's it. That's all you got on your bench? Oh, oh, psh, oh my god, no! Now yeah, all on your bench. I know you're well, busy right now. So I got that going on. I just finished up a boat from uh, the Seaport Model Works with Bruce. Mm-hmm. Finished up a boat. I uh, I'm wrapping up fair cloths finally. What kind of boat? Uh, it just says eighteen foot fishing boat. Okay, but anyways, fair the building faircloths is done. I got some details to do for it. I did post some like sneak peek pictures on our Facebook page. You can go check them out. Uh, I had last night. I I built a scratch built uh, like dock or not a dock, but like a loading a loading dock, I guess, around the side of the building because the, the the doors and everything are elevated off the off the bottom of the right. So the it comes up on right. Uh, um, yeah. Dock. On support. It's a yeah. well-supported high-rise dock almost. Right. Um, so I have that. I did the jib crane for it. Uh, and, but my bench work really isn't ultra right now. It's actually over on the layout. So I've migrated all my work from the bench to the layout. And I'm working on a whole corner where that fair cloth oyster is going to go. And... Uh, Building it into this, building it into the layout yeah, I've, itself. Yeah, I've cut it. I've cut the landscape into the... I've cut a... The foundation and everything inside of the hill, so the the building is going to be popping out from the side of the hill right down into the water. That's going to be so cool. I saw it; it's going to look awesome. Yeah. So and that, you put like some stone walls up. I got some. I got some stone walls. I got uh, a bunch going on. I'm going to be doing some water work around there once I get that all cleaned up, and uh, I got a lot going on with it. So. Uh, I'm basically going to be doing that entire as a big scene and just finishing it off um, probably in the next week. Yeah. So, what about you? Whoa. Well, I have 
I, I'm doing a kit bash of sorts, and it is, and I talked about it on the patron show. Uh, this week a little bit. I did post some pictures of the foundation of it and um, some of the uh, uh, supports uh, for underneath it that are I'm building onto a diorama base of about 11 inches by 11 inches, and then we're going to drop it into the layout itself eventually. Um, but it'll it'll start out as a diorama and then drop it into the into the workbench, and we're going to talk about that a little later here. But um, it is a kit bash of five models. Um, J. Grove Woodcrafter uh, structure, and uh, which is kind of like a it's a it's a wood you know it's like a carpenter shop of sort so you know a cabinet maker or carpet you know, you know or whatever you decide you're going to make it but I'm going to try and keep it that way I call it J. Grove Woodcrafters I'll give it a different name um, like we do with a lot of other models that we put together however um, I'm putting it's a nice structure and it's going to be that structure and then built into it on the one on the one backside and on the on the end of the building will be a Keystone Locomotive uh, Keystone Locomotive Works uh, Danby Sawmill was an older kit and um, I, I think it might even be out of production now. I don't even making that. And um, it, I bought it at a show, never really did anything with it. And I thought, you know what? I got a woodcrafter and I got a sawmill. And let's make it a structure with that's uh, so they'll cut the wood and put it into the you know use the wood for their woodcrafting. And uh, we're going to have both buildings connected. It's going to look pretty cool. Now, Keystone Locomotive Works uh, Danby Sawmill is a board-by-board construction. There's no laser cut to it. It is all strip wood of all types, and I have to actually board-by-board it. The floor works, everything. It's got some really neat metal castings to it, and uh, lots of little metal castings to build the actual sawmill. It's got the working machinery to it works i'm really looking forward to how this can be detailed out and the two gets com- two kits combined um it's taken taken shape now on the foundation um well the building itself i'm not putting it's not painted we worked on it last night on the sh- on the live stream mm-hmm. um and i did some painting of it we did the uh it's going to be an all-natural wood structure but the um the Foundation is use the Foggy Mountain um, uh, model craftsman structure kits makes this um, brick stone sheets you can buy out there like five bucks a sheet and they're pretty good size sheets I think they're eight and a half by eleven sheets uh, it's again it's Foggy Mountain model craftsman structure uh, you've worked with it before it was in one of the kits you built from. Um, um, Counting kits, he does. He uses that a lot in a lot of his kits. Right. Uh, it's awesome stuff. It's textured paper, and this is a stone foundation. And when you stare at it, I mean, you saw it, Brett. I yeah, mean, it looks. It's convincing. Can't tell uh, that oh it's paper. God. It's the best. It's it's it looks as good, if not better, than any. And the best cast. part, like, the best part about it is you don't got to paint any of it. No. <laughs> No, it's it's awesome, and you know, it, it comes in all different types. Go to their website, check it out. But but um, you know, I I you know, and I, I they don't sponsor me in any way. But I use I bought a bunch of these sheets. I think I bought four or five sheets of each type that they have. It lasts a while, but um, 
<laughs> we have a lot of nations to build on our, on our layout. So um, we're going to definitely be using this stuff up. It looks awesome. Right. Uh, so that's what I'm doing right now on that, on that part of things. Um, what do you have up next on your – what are you doing next? All right. You are going to be finally happy because I am going to finish the uh, – the welding plant from um, uh-huh. from uh, Foscale. Foscale. Yeah. What was that? Well, I forget the name of the first. The first name. Of the... Oh my oh, god. JB Welding was that it? It no, wasn't JB Weld. That's the name of a glue. There's a, a giant. Well, that's a glue. There's a giant. Hang on. There's a gigantic ass spider. Hang on. I gotta kill something. Oh my gosh! Kill it! Kill it! I think All right, we're good. At least it wasn't a snake. <laughs> yeah, you guys Holy found shit. It. I found a five and a half foot black snake in my basement. Skin. Only a skin in my yeah. basement. So I had to call my wife and tell her that, you know, it's okay. At least there's no mice in the basement now. But, uh, <laughs> holy shit. I've been sitting in the basement now the last couple nights working thinking, like, how's that snake at? Where's he oh, at? Because it's just a skin. So you don't know if it's, like, years old and it was just up there in the top of the basement forever and I never noticed it or if it just happened to shed its skin like a week or two ago and it's just like down here watching. I'm going to be thinking about that on Friday when I'm down there. Yes. The snake underneath the layout. Yeah, or I, in I'm one telling of the tunnels. you everything, everything that I've like moved now that I haven't touched in a while Yeah, I think about like where's that little snake at? Is it gonna yeah. pop? It's a black snake, so I'm not too I, worried I, about. I, I mean, even That's if, a good sized black snake. I mean, man. yeah, but even if it bites you, it's just gonna be a good story for the podcast later. So uh, wonderful. <laughs> Hey, it's, it's content, baby. It's content. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> one of us what? is gonna have to take one for the team. So you'll do the uh, the weld, the yes. welding stuff. Yes. Shop. What? How? Why are we forgetting that at first? It's been so long, we've forgotten the oh, name well. of the shop. Um, it's the welding shop from Bosco Models. Yeah, but it, I am going to finally finish that damn thing up. And it looks great right now. I can't believe you just stopped. It's just, it, it's all done except it needs weathered and it needs the detail parts. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to wrap that baby up here next. Well, next for me, because I should have this thing wrapped up here. Well, I don't know. This is a little board by board skill bit. But, but um, uh, I, next for me will be for sure. I've had it sitting up here now for a couple months. Cameron Street Apartments, um, and that's that's by uh, Casey's Workshop. It's a big, giant, uh, pretty big city structure. Kind of want to get working on that, and then also I have uh, one of the two um, uh, Seaport Model Works boats that I have. I have a tugboat and a. Uh, uh, well, I'm not sure which one I'm doing, a tugboat or a lobster boat, one of the two I'm doing, uh, and that's going to be coming up in the next week. So I'm going to do both of those at the same time. I'm going to be working on one while one's painting and drying. The other one's going to be worked, I'm gonna work on the structure. So, Very cool. um, so that's what I got going on up next. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, what I want to talk to everybody a little bit about fine cell modeling and, and not just a building or something in particular we fine scale modeling we think of just our structures or we think just of uh, we talked about this a little bit with uh, Dan Raymond um, and you know we, we when we had it, the, well we talked about with Dan we talked about it with um, Kathy right, right. It, for, for some people that don't have the room 
like yeah. like like uh, we're fortunate, and uh, probably a lot of our listeners are very fortunate to have a layout or mm-hmm. have the space for a layout. Um, it doesn't have to be confined to just a train layout. Yeah, and you just have to work. Even if you have a layout, you can do uh, you know a, di- a small diorama. That's what I'm doing right now. Take your photos of it. If you don't want to put it on your layout, you don't have to. You can cut and sync it into your layout wherever you like. Or you can just have it on display somewhere in your house shelf if it's really nice and detailed out. I mean, it doesn't have to have a train and track, although that's nice, of course. Um, but you can, if you just want to do de- fine scale modeling, is just, and it's not just limited to trains or model railroading. Uh, fine scale modeling covers a, a host of different types of things to model down from military modeling to war gaming to all those other things. That's all fine scale modeling. But, your landscaping and your detailed parts and your detailed structures, and you can use your structures on, on these dioramas, the people, the vehicles, everything. It doesn't have to be, you know, that it doesn't have to just be for a big giant land. And yeah, I mean, have fun with it. Every now and then, change it up. If you're getting bored working on your layout, although I don't know who does that, but if you get bored working on your layout, you're out of your mind if you're doing if you're bored. <laughs> well, maybe sometimes no, you just like no. change a pace, or you hit a wall, and you want to take a break. Sometimes you, I get, I hit a wall every now. Yeah, hit a wall, and say, so, you know what? Just grab a piece of, and it's easy to do. Go to the store. Go to the hardware store. Um, one of the big box hardware stores or any hardware store where they sell the. Uh, uh, that, that foam sheeting, uh, yeah. that, that would be the, um, what do they call that foam sheeting? Like the, uh, uh, what's it? Styrene insulation sheeting. Yeah. Okay. So you get that insulation sheeting, cut a square piece out the size you want to make it. it. It's a lot easier to detail something very small like that, get it maxed out on detail and then drop it into your layout. And then you go, Oh my gosh. If I had just, it, it's your scope of perspective. When you look at a piece that's a foot by a foot or 18 inches by 18 inches, and then you say, oh, I can detail out that, no problem. I could do that in a couple nights, okay? But if you take that same 18 inches or 12 inches or whatever and, and look at it on an actual layout, you want to look at a space on your layout that size, you're going to be thinking about all the other area around it. Right. And not thinking about your, your focal point. And... The nice thing about doing a diorama is you can figure out your focal point and build it and, and do it on the small scale and put it into the big scale and then keep adding things like that to your layout, you know, and, and you're going to see, hey, I, I have this much room. I can take this little second and make that and fit it right in my layout or or not. We'll just do whatever with it. But it's a lot easier to make something beautiful on a smaller on a smaller piece because you don't feel as overwhelmed by it. Totally. And so that's and, kind and of it goes, a little, it goes a little quicker because you can see the end of it. You know, you're like, right. you're, you're not working on a giant section of your layout right. wondering how long this is going to take. You can probably knock it out in a couple evenings. Right. And then, you know, you can look at the next piece on your layout and go, okay, well, hey, right next to this, I can put this and we'll connect them to it. We'll make this road go here, you know, and 
we'll add these little, we'll match the hill on the backside of this little diorama with the other one, you know, and there's all kinds of creativity. You can come up amazing. Um, and like I said, don't think your model railroad, think everything that's out there, think everything or any way you can do the fine scale modeling to make it more fun for you. Um, you know, try stuff, try new stuff like that. We always say this, we say every one of our guests is the same thing. Try new stuff. So, yeah, that's it on that's it on that. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. It doesn't just have to be your big, you know, four by eight or or your whole entire basement. Thinking about all the time. Think about something, doing something on the smaller side, and um, and you know, if it's something that you you can you can specialize one little thing and you know make it for somebody else as a gift. Put a little glass dome over it. You can buy those glass box domes at the uh, at the craft stores and put it on that and make it a nice little diorama with a with a that they can't touch and they can sit maybe on a shelf. Uh, personalize it for somebody you know. And you a lot of you can get a lot back from this modeling outside of your layout. Is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, no, I get it. It's, but um, um, you did it with the uh, you did it with the uh, gas station yeah. and garage, and it we at kind of spot where it's gonna fit now. And now I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of a way to make it make the rest of or make like the next section to fit in with that. So it's almost like working on your layout by the square foot right. versus versus worrying wor- wor- versus worrying about the entire thing at once. Correct. Yeah, I have an idea on that. By the way. Ooh, you know, all right. But we'll talk about that for Friday. Anyhow, um, so, you know, want to want to get on to what your tool of the week is. Ooh, all right. All right. Um, my tool of the week. You ready for it? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to probably my, shock you guys with one, too. This one is like this one is very high tech. You ready? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, when I say it like that. It's not going to be. It's not, no, it's not high tech. So, uh, <laughs> I mine is a Phillips head, I mean, I'm sorry, a flathead screwdriver. Oh, my gosh. What am I using a flathead screwdriver for, you might ask? Well, I'm going to tell you. So, I was putting all of those, um, all of the foundation walls. So, all the walls that I'm putting in around the sea that the Faircloth Oyster Kit is going to sit on top of. Are, mm-hmm. They're all poured, for the most part, they're all poured plaster rock molds or wall, wall molds. Right. And uh, I found a screwdriver that is the exact width of the wall, of the thickness of the plaster molds. Oh, wow. So what I did was I was, and this is so silly, guys. I'm sorry. This is this is a, a bad tool of the week. I'm sorry. I, I'm such a, this is a hack job of a, of a, of a podcast segment so <laughs> i used i used my i used my utility knife and i would cut the i would cut a, a slit i would cut into the foam the width of it but i couldn't get that i, I mean i'm sorry the length of the wall but i could get the the width cut down because it was so my utility knife blade even a small utility knife was wider than what i wanted to cut on the foam so to cut into the hill i wanted to wedge the wall into the into the foam bead. That way, I didn't have to cut the plaster. I could just wedge it in and make it look like it was part of the side of the hill. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. That's that, a great idea. So part of the wall is stuck into the hill. You'll never see it in real life. 
But what it did was where I carved it out, it makes it fit perfectly into that great into the grade of the land, and I don't have to worry about cutting plaster to fit that perfect uh, shaved section of land. But anyways, uh, so what I did with the flathead screwdriver was where the cut ended, I just jammed it down in and put it back, and it pulled the entire chunk of, of foam out. didn't want any foam to be in where I would wedge the, the plaster wall. That way, uh, would, that way it would fit perfectly in where I wanted it. Um, cool. Hopefully the way I explained it makes sense to you guys, but I was uh, doing my best there. No, that's great. So that's my tool of the week. Flathead screwdriver... It is great for pulling out wedges of foam that you can't quite get cut perfectly with a utility knife. Yeah, because utility knife, some of them really goes deep. Well, well, no, it goes deep enough. But like I was saying, the 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 section that I wanted to cut was yeah. was thinner than the utility knife blade, and I didn't want that cut mark in the top of the foam because I was because oh. I'm going to be painting the top of the foam, and and I can't cover that up with paint i have to use like the drywall mud but i didn't want to get drywall mud out to cover that tiny little piece yeah uh so i just used the to keep it clean i just used the flathead screwdriver and pushed my way down through the foam with it to pull that chunk out oh that's great so i used that on objections of of the foam this this week so that's my tool of the week cool yeah my tool of the week is going to be even more ridiculous than yours. It is, and, and everybody uses this, but it's important to have it on stock, on hand, at all times, paper towels. I ah. can't stand when I when I don't have paper towels. Okay. Are you there? Yeah. So you use them for everything. I used them last night when we were doing the live broadcast uh, on 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 Facebook. Um, we had I, I use it for you know taking my brush and you know, taking some of the paint or water out of my brush, and uh, for dry brushing, I'll just hold a small folded piece of tape, paper towel and uh, dry brush, and you keep refolding it and getting clean spots on it uh, to where you can you know dry brush your uh, get your to do dry brushing, um, for mop ups and spills and any extra things like that. Uh, it's awesome for. There's a million applications you can use with the paper towel. I even know people that use paper towels for their scenery on some things. Um, and and some of these guys are, are famous modelers that uh, that we've we've talked with. So it's you know it's paper towels have multiple uses i have one of those paper towel dispensers above my workbench and i usually have uh right now i have nine rolls on standby wow so it's uh yeah You're well like- we just buy you buy it and don't buy the expensive don't go out and buy the freaking Never. bounty and no. the expensive crap just get the cheapest dollar store garbage paper because all you got to do is Hey, yeah, all you gotta do is mess it up. That's that's the two rules I got. This is life rules, not even model railroading rules. Yeah, I got. We buy cheapo paper towels, and I buy dollar store trash bags because they go with that. I'm not buying nine dollars. <laughs> I'm not buying ten bags for ten dollars. Oh, when you I, mean like ended ones? Like your mom gets the oh, scented ones? That's a bunch of horse shit. What the I got, hell? I get. I go and buy. I go to look. Okay, here's the secret, guys. This is secret. I go to Lowe's. And I buy a 95-bag roll of garbage bags for $10. <laughs> and it's like not not even $0.09. Cent, I don't know. It's $0.09 cents a bag or something. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing. I've been, doing it, <laughs> I've been doing it since we moved into this house. And I've never had a bag rip on me. I've never had a bag leak on me. They work just as good as the other bags. That's not a railroading tip. That's a yeah. 
That's a that is a budget that's a budget friendly life tip. They go in the trash, buy cheap paper towels and cheap trash bags. But cheap paper towels, you know what I think? It was the one person I know that was it wasn't paper. They were modeling with it was uh, doing scenery with it was toilet paper and it was a water scene. Um, anyhow, and it new was toilet, actually really new toilet cool. paper. New toilet. New toilet. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> new toilet paper. I mean, but, uh, unless they wanted some mud, uh, yeah, so, muddy hills, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the paper towels are an all-purpose resource and they are cool believe it or not there's so many different things you can do with them to you know to keep things clean or to work with paints and things like that um i always am using some type of paper towel for blotting something i um, used them last night to work on the roof yeah i i had mineral spirits on top of the spray painted roof and i uh i you create i would bunch the paper towel up because the paper towel creates like if you bunch it up and ball it up, it creates a, a unique random pattern. Yes. And I use it to blot the uh, middle and paint off my roof to create a cool pattern. Uh, that's cool. I know you're breaking up. I said it's. Uh, what is it? We're just breaking up. Uh, well, so, um, sorry. We. Uh, I don't want to break up with you. You're my son. Well, you know, sometimes good things have to come to an end. <laughs> so anyhow, it's not you it's we, me <laughs> can we still be friends so anyhow um we have uh so we have the tools of the week um and uh, there's something important i want to get to here coming up so let's talk about uh what music have you been listening to this week mm. all right yeah so i was listening to um Three bands in particular this whole week, and I'm still listening to them. Uh, I'm, I'm just in the mood for them right now. Uh, Dropkick Murphys. Uh, oh, man, that's great. The Real Mackenzies. I don't know if you've listened to them. No. And the Rum Jacks. So it's all it's all like that flogging Molly type. Irish music. Dropkick Murphys type Irish like bar pub pub music. And I've, ah. I've been working. So my here's my reason. It. I've been working on the waterfront. It's kind of like... Boston, you know, northeastern New England sea town yeah. type of type of uh, bar fighting music, and it's just gotten me in the mood to work on the the seafront. So um, I, I've just been really in the mood with that lately, and I've been it's helping me like it's stuff. helping me work late late into the nights because it just keeps you awake. It makes you want to. It might make you want to get into a bar fight or uh, you know <laughs> go out and like hang out with some uh, some hooligans or whatever on the street, but. Uh, <laughs> up in Boston, but it makes you want to go to a Boston Bruins game or something. I don't know. It just, it just gets you ready. It gets you in the mood for some violence, uh, either with sports or in the bar. But wow, I'm afraid to say what I'm in the mood for with my music, but, but go ahead. It's a, uh, it's good. So that's what I was listening to a little bit. Of, and I'm probably going to listen to it tonight after we're done when I'm working on stuff. Oh boy. What about you? Um, I hope it's, I hope it's like real good and weird. It's weird, baby. Oh, yeah. Break it. <laughs> and I got three of them, too, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, mine was Sir Lot. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, that's, was, yeah, that's, that's, I was listening to some old school rap Sir Mix-a-Lot. Okay. Uh, the 80s, the late 80s, I guess it was. I only know and, one of his songs. And uh, um, Metallica Reload. Weird. Okay, no, but I like the Metallica Reload. And uh, I mean, Not Load. A- Reload. Oh yeah, uh, load wasn't as good. No, I like load two by four on load. I really like two by four. I think reload, anyway. I think reload was better. Right. 
And the third one is Red Foo. What? Uh, <laughs> what a weird mix of music. Yeah, I was what listening the to Red Foo. Oh, I'm Oh, my so, God. <laughs> that was one, and I was like, God, I was listening to one of those online radio stations. We, you know, the, we do the streaming music, and as a radio yeah. show, Google Play Music, and then, um, it, it, and it was just one of those radio stations. They played Red Foo, and as you know, and you and you click on their thing and say more artists, and then I just started playing all the songs, and uh, they're, they're pretty. So. Uh, yeah, that's but, a that's an odd mix. <laughs> I told you, would be. I mean, I was, man's, it, it wasn't. Man's got a very taste, man. Like, like, okay, so this mix a lot. Eh, I could go either way. It could be kind of <laughs> weird, or you could just prefer some whatever. But Metallica, that was cool. And then you yeah. throw in some of that red foo, and <laughs> I'm starting to worry about you. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was it was fun. It was like it's lively music, and I was I just wanted to keep moving, you know, just like you said. I want to keep moving on my workbench. I don't really feel like quitting. Yeah, and uh, no, I mean, so your I mean, eyes get tired. You want to just do a little something to pump up. Yeah, I mean, we'll get a blood flow a little what's bit. What's better than that than some Sir Mix a lot? I mean, I never. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyhow, <laughs> that's, that's what we were listening to, and and uh, so that's that. Now. Coming up. All right, here's the news. This is big news. This is big news. This is next week. Okay, and this is next week's show is going to be a blockbuster. We are going to talk about the expo in uh, Albany, New York. That is November 1st through 3rd. We've already talked a lot about the expo on other episodes because most of the guests that we've had either been there or, or do go all the time or are part of the expo. Um, and But now we are going to solely dedicate the next week's show entirely about and we will have the four founders or the people that run and organize the expo um, on that will be Doug Fiscali, um, Bob Seckler is a great modeler. Jimmy Dignans, of course, uh, Foscale models has Doug Foscali, and then you have uh, Bob Seckler, who great model, uh, who has Atlantic scale models. Uh, uh, they make some amazing model kits and, and such, and right. and he will be on as well. We will have all four of them on at the same time. It will be. It'll be six people in one show. It's going to be two of us for them. It's, it's going to be, be. It's going to be cool, but I'm not going to lie. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be but chaotic. We're going to have a good time with it. It's going to be it. good. We're going to talk about it. We're going to ask them how they got the show going. Um, what the you know how where it started, how it began, what it's about, and then we're going to talk to them about what to expect at it. The clinics, uh, the clinicians that are running it, the vendors. Um, how to register, where to get to hotels in Albany, who's involved, all that kind of stuff. We are it all wall to wall, and uh, we are. Fun. It's going to be a blast. It's not, and, and we're going to try to make it not like a. We, we really don't want it to be like a hard uh, sell of the show. That's not the. No, it's, it's not the idea to like. Hey everyone, come out to the show. Come out to the show, like a you dealer and and their sale event. It's really not about that. What we want it to be is just uh, four awesome modelers who have created uh, just a kick-ass show, talking about how they started it. You know, kind of their story of how this became such a big event. Um, right. We don't want it to be like. 
hey, everyone, come out to our show. Big Bob's uh, Wacky Way Inflatable Floating Arm Tube Man Sale. You know, it's not it's not about that. So, no, but we are, you know, we are gonna we oh, are gonna talk about the show. What's no, coming totally. up? Totally, uh, definitely, and, 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 and we kind do of... encourage. I encourage every listener we can, if you ever get a chance in your life, to go to this show, wherever it happens to be. Uh, every they, it seems like each year they mix it up in a new location, and it, it's... and. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's. Uh, I I highly encourage every modeler, uh, fine scale modeler should be should get a chance to go to the fine scale expo. No, and I, this is a way to talk about what it's going to be about and and everything else. Um, on that note, since we uh, first of all, that's going to be an awesome show. I, I want to talk to you this week about this show. What's going to be happening? We are going to be a part of the fine scale modeling show and if you can't make it or you can make it that's awesome we got some cool things coming up starting tomorrow we're going to starting us it's a i don't want to say good advertising but it is and we are going to be at the show i will be at the show um and brett's going to help me get ready and prepared to go to the show yeah have a table there at the show doing live broadcasts of the show on book, they have invited us uh, to the show, uh, the four gentlemen that we're going to have on next week. Um, they invited us to be there at the show to do live broadcasts of the show on Facebook, um, Facebook Live, randomly. I am going to pump out something, like, all the time throughout the day. I'm going to pop on the camera. We're going to be talking. We're going to be visiting different tables, talking to different modelers, vendors, um, your the clinic people that run the clinics. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna have a couple live builds um, with Jason Jensen, uh, uh, Podmani, there, and Reynolds at our very table, and he'll be working on uh, vehicles. But those modelers are gonna be at their table. I've already talked to them. They're gonna be at their at their tables or their stall or whatever they their exhibition table, um, and they will be doing. Uh, live builds of some sort at a certain time, and I will bring some of that to you live on the camera. Yep, we will talk to them as they build. It'll be awesome. It'll be super. It'll be uploaded to our Facebook. It'll be up to our our. We're gonna do. I'm also doing a podcast uh, as well. I'm gonna do an actual our full segment podcast on that Friday. Uh, Brett. Um, I don't know if he'll be joining in from a remote location or uh, not. That's going to be to figure that out. That'll be. It might be tough. That probably we'll see. And if it doesn't, I will promise you it'll be great because we will we will have it at show. I will have people there and guests and else. And then on top of that, I want to have a meet and greet with all of our listeners. So if you are coming to the show and you're gonna be there, two o'clock on that Friday. We're going to have everybody meet at my table. I want to hand and talk to you. And, uh, you know, we can we can shoot the breeze about anything, modeling, not modeling. I don't care. I want to meet you people. Right. And uh, right there at our table, um, I plan on that. And maybe, and have more details on this over the next couple of weeks uh, before November, um, a Friday night 
after the show, maybe at 7 o'clock on that Friday night, uh, I will meet with any listeners that would like to. We'll go out to dinner. I'm not paying, but we no. will go out to dinner. Dinner is, and, not, uh, dinner is not on Adrian Scout Customs. Right, yes. We will have. Uh, we can go out. We can all sit together and have a meal and uh, shoot the crap and have a good time. And, uh, you know, because I'll be hungry by that time, I'm sure. And uh, we'll have more details along that lines. I also plan on meeting for dinner with some of the other modelers as well at some point, uh, maybe Thursday or Saturday afternoon. I'm going to figure it all out. Uh, But uh, maybe we'll have some special guests at dinner as well. We'll figure that as well. There's a lot going to be happening. Um, I. I didn't talk to Brett about this yet, but I think we're going to do a couple of raffles before uh, to, a couple of raffle entries um, to no charge. Um, we'll figure out how we're going to do it. There won't be, you're not paying for it, um, but we'll uh, maybe give a couple HS skill custom goodies away at the show. So um, I don't know how we'll do that yet, but we'll figure it out. Uh, but anyhow, the, uh, the uh, we will be there. We will have uh, you'll be able to find us. We will have a banner, uh, HS Skill, big orange HS Skill banner. We're hoping to have that ready, and we will be ready for the show. Um, and we'll have uh, we'll be there for you. We're going to cover a lot of ground. We're going to talk to a lot of people. We're going to have a good time with this at the expo. So yes, yes, we are uh, promoting the expo only because we will be there. And, you will uh, be there. I will be there. Um, Brett will be indisposed. Run, a running event for he'll be doing. The cat just opened the door and walked into the room. That cat is skilled because he had to have turned the doorknob with his hand. <laughs> I think he just pushed it out. Oh, okay. All right, but never still, mind. I was about. But Brett will not be there. He's running a 100 mile race called the. It's the Pinhoti 100 miler. Um, so I gave a shout out on the show about this, and I think. Um, we actually had a listener help us with it. So thank you. You know who you are. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we need to mention it, but um, it meant a lot to help out. But if you want to help out, <clears throat> I know a different thing. We pushed that already. I'm sorry. Uh, this is a, this is a shaming. It's self, self-promotion of my own thing. I'm doing a 100-mile run with me and two of my other friends. Uh, we're, both, we're all three running 100-milers. Two of us are doing it the same day at the same race. The other person is doing it a week prior. But... We are running it, um, and we're raising money for the American Cancer Society and the Organization for Autism Research. So you can either dedicate a name for someone you know who's been affected by cancer or has passed away for cancer, and for free, we will include their name on our race shirts. Uh, so their names will be oh, either the cancer for the American Cancer Society or uh, someone that you know who has been affected by autism or who has autism. Um, and struggles with that daily, we'll write their names on our race shirts and carry their name with us through all 100 miles of our race. Uh, or you can head on over to our website at warriorjourneys.com. That's warriorjourneys.com and check out everything we're about. So do that because it's not a roading No, related. man, that's the coolest thing but ever. I mean, it's awesome. We're trying to raise money and help out two awesome causes with running 100 miles all at once we have 30 hours to run 100 miles and uh while we're doing and it you're we're, each doing 100 it's not like you're no, doing a relay three, it's 100 miles for you brett yeah, three people 100 straight miles three people are gonna all be running 100 miles each for 300 yes. miles total so we're trying to Which raise is insane and we just tried to we we incorporated the, the two charities with it because the one person that is running with us has a child who um, has autism, and the other 
and and everyone's affected by um, cancer or has family members that have been affected by cancer in some way. So we're just trying to make a big thing about it uh, and raise a little bit of uh, support little bit of support for two awesome groups with it so that's it if you want to check that out go to yep. warriorjourneys.com we'll get back on track now yeah brett's been running just to just to pump us in there you've been you ran the other week 50 miler which yep. was awesome and uh how many months have you run since the start of the year to train for this uh well i'm over i'm over 1300 so far over 1300 miles yeah so uh just to get ready for this yeah so um anyhow um, that's that's where he will be. I'll, running, I'll, be, in the, I'll be in the middle of the Talladega National Forest. Uh, uh, <laughs> probably won't have this any is- service. But if I do have service at the end on Sunday, um, I will check in with everybody and just kind of how everyone's weekend at the expo went. Yep, yep, for sure. And we're going to have, uh, like I said, that expo is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have that... Uh, um, the table there, and we're going to be trying to bring you as much content. I'm going to flood you people with content uh, just constantly. I'm going to have to keep my phone on to charge. Um, so it, <laughs> you got to it, run I'm around like, with like a battery extra pack. Batteries. I'm taking extra battery packs and everything. So, um, but we will definitely uh, we will definitely bring you as much content as possible all weekend long. Or all I will be there Thursday afternoon and. Um, probably around noon or one. And then from that point on until the end of the show on Saturday, I will be bringing you content. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a good time. So, and then next week's show is going to be all about the expo with those four gentlemen. And it's going to be a good time. I want everybody to be able to tune in and check it out. And, uh, you know, you'll very rarely, if ever, I've been done on podcasting, where you got uh, four big names like that. Uh, well, I'm sure he's been done talking. on podcasting. Uh, yeah, but I don't know about model railroad, the model railroading world. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, okay. to have them all on the <laughs> show at the same time, right? Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it, and uh, I believe they are too. So um, we'll have a good time with this, and so it's going to be fun. Okay. That's what I got, man. You got anything extra? I am about spent. So, um, everyone, I I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're back to our old roots again. We have interviews coming up, but, uh, other than that, we will be, um, kind of slowing down on the interviews a little bit. I did send a message out. Surprise. You don't know this one, dad. I sent a message out to a manufacturer that we talk about a lot on the show. I won't say who it is because I didn't get an answer back yet, but, I'm trying to invite them onto the show to try and talk about some of their products. So you don't even know about this yet. This is exciting, but uh, Good. Uh, I'm going to get uh, one of them that we've talked about a bunch on here. And, and you and I both have their products um, okay. on the show. I won't say who it is. And if they don't, uh, I don't want to be committed to getting on the show, but I'm trying yeah. to get some cool rather than just modelers. I want to try to get some, um, modelers that work for some of these bigger companies to come on and actually talk about how to use their products an advertisement for it i don't want it to be i don't want them to come on and try to sell their products to our audience i don't want them to try to sell you guys things i want them to get on there and try to talk about you know how you use this or we've used it for this application or that application, or we've seen it used this way and, and kind of give tips on things that we all use commonly, but we might not think of different ways to use it to improve our modeling. So, 
there might be some new content coming our way with that. Uh, just giving you guys a little teaser. So that's what I got. And uh, yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm about ready to be done. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Cool. So, and- hey, as usual, guys, if you like our stuff, we haven't done this in a while, but we're going to say in, say it to you guys now. Share our podcast. Get on iTunes. Give us a review. Give us a good ratings. We appreciate it. Can't become a patron of the show for whatever reason. We understand not everyone can. Um, you can just give us a share. Uh, give us a like on all of our social media pages. That means just as much to us as becoming a patron. If you can't become a patron, head on over to, H- uh, to patreon.com forward slash HOCL customs. You can submit a question of the week. We'll try to answer all of the questions that you guys have this week. We had three. Hopefully we have more questions from you guys next week. So, um, yeah, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, uh, Reddit, you name it, we're there. You can always shoot us an email at podcast at hoscalecustoms.com as well. So um, that's what I got, my little plug at the end. So I am ready to eat. Fantastic. Peace out. All right, later, guys. I'm going to go eat some lasagna. (laughs) All right, later. (laughs)